Hello, I'm Victor Halthorpe, and you're listening to the Skate Talk Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Skate Talk Show. Welcome to the new episode of the Skate Talk Show. In this episode, we have Victor with us. Welcome to the show, Victor. Thanks a lot. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. I am uh, actually on my first official training camp, mm-hmm, preparing mm-hmm. for the uh, the coming ice season. Uh, where is the uh, camp going on? Say what? Where is the camp going on? Uh, it's in Russia, actually. Okay, okay. And how is your training going on now? We have recently saw lots of your stories. Mm, you go for cycling. I think it was about. Uh, 600 kilometer kilometers something, and in addition to that, skating as well, or uh, approximately for same distance. So, how do you manage your recovery after such a training schedule? Oh well, yeah, right now, especially at this time of the year, mm-hmm. I I do train a lot. The volume is very high, but it's still pretty low intensity. Uh, so it's all about building aerobic base, building the the fitness and foundations for. the more intense workouts later in the season um so right now it's really just a matter of not getting injured and and being serious about every aspect of being an athlete so not just the actual skating or cycling workouts but all the all the stuff that comes in between like make sure to have good sleep be beyond point with nutrition and and just optimize everything around the skating because that's ultimately what enables me to get a little more hours in the bank and a little higher quality in my workouts than than all my competitors i hope true 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 absolutely the rest is an important factor when you are involved in training so that that's where all recovery happens actually so uh, we all know uh, rome wasn't built in a day so we would like to know about your journey how you reached very far my journey from the beginning yeah well i started out um as an inline skater and and didn't do anything but inline skating since i was 5 um mm-hmm. but for the first few years there was really just skating uh skating on my own or skating with classmates and um there's no inline skating it wasn't really big in in my country in denmark um but about when i was 8 years old um my mom read in the newspapers that there was a new inline skating club in my town and uh well given that i kept skating all day long she uh, she took me there and and then i started taking th- things a little more seriously and and started training more um got structured training training plans from from coaches and it got a little more competitive and then at age 12 I made it to my first um youth European championships and then I became national champion and so on and and at age 15 I really wanted to take it to the next level so as soon as I graduated the main school in Denmark I um I decided to move to France um that was a big challenge um but it was also a really big opportunity because skating isn't a massive sport in Denmark so there's no I mean there's no designated programs or or specific ways to like improve um so I really had to look abroad and and seek new opportunities to become better at skating and I had a good friend in France and and I was given the opportunity to train with Pascal Brian who some of the listeners might be familiar with he is a multiple world champion and and now he's a French 
uh, junior national team coach, I believe. Um, so I actually moved to France and and trained there for three years and, and went to a, a French high school and everything. Um, that was a big struggle in the beginning. There was a, a massive language barrier, so it took me some years to really adapt. Um, but I believe it made me stronger, and, and that's when I started getting better at inline skating. I medal at the Europeans, and and I won French nationals. Um, so it did definitely help me, and I think this is where I became aware of how important technique is in skating. It's not just a physical sport like running or cycling, where uh, whoever has the highest VO2 max or, um, right. or the strongest muscles will, will get the best results. Right. Um, and this is also when I was introduced to ice skating uh, for the first time. Uh, it was just about, I think I was 18 or 17. Um, I tried ice skating for the first time and and I realized within very few training sessions and that I was probably more suited for ice skating. I have uh, awkwardly long legs and, and I'm really not good at sprinting. And most long track ice skating races are just time trial races. So I found myself to be a lot better and and it only took me two months before I medaled at a Junior World Cup and Junior World Championships. So I really saw a bigger potential. I, I realized that I could make it to the Olympic Games and, and ultimately I, I went all in on ice skating, trained with the Norwegian national team for three years and, and made it to the Olympics. So uh, that's where I'm at now, training for, uh, for Beijing in, in just about nine or ten months. Uh, we, we wish you very best of luck for your future races and uh, hope Thanks you so <laughs> hope you keep winning so uh, i would like to ask um, what do you enjoy most ice skating or roller skating oh for training i definitely enjoy inline skating the most um for competition mm-hmm. uh i'm more fond of 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 ice skating i think yeah. it's, inline skating is just there's so much more um variety of mm-hmm. of the workouts you can skate on a small track a big track you can skate straightaways you can skate one way the other way um it's just it's a little different from track to track it's a different thing from like weather conditions can can change um it's just yeah i think that's that's a really motivating factor whereas ice skating is always no matter what place in the world you're fine be on a 400 meter track <laughs> same dimension so it, it can become a little monotonous yeah the ice skating track will be universal everywhere so the rural skating uh, inline skating offers you different tracks different ways of skating yeah, exactly even the same so, dimensions of inline tracks yeah yeah a, a different surface that will make it a really different sport <laughs> to some extent at least uh, if I ask you, what is the most memorable moment of your life in contest of skating? What what it will be? Oof, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I would probably like on the top of my head, I would probably come up making it to the Olympics, or looking at my parents be proud of me. But I would probably French track race called uh, Trois Pistes or the Three Tracks. Um, it's a little strange, but I remember going there in 2006 as a as a kid, and I was just amazed by all the. I was by no means a good skater. I think I finished number 80 out of 90 participants in the under 13 league. Um, but I just remember that I promised my coach that one day I would come back here and win that race, and then 
having lived in France and really practiced those exact corners, those exact tracks. Um, at age 18, I, I returned and I won uh, the first race of the three tracks that year. So that was for me like a massive achievement, even though it might not sound as great as, as the Olympic Games or, or the World Championships, but you realize in sports that everything is really what what you think of it and make it to be and for me that was just i think there was a big turning point that i realized that if if i put in the work i'll ultimately in most cases get the result that i deserve uh it it was about you you have set a goal and you have achieved it that's that's something gives more joy than other things you have proved yourself right you have done something you have decided so, so? Uh, uh, you must have met Merlon, right? Uh, you have mentioned you have ah, yeah. moved to France for training. So uh, yeah, it definitely. Yeah. I've been to a lot so, of places, and so really is there I is, is there someone I look for motivation among them? It's uh, different. Uh, I always like to train with professional people and, and people that are that the sport. So mm-hmm. that's that's an important factor to me that I need to be with somebody a, a sort of winning mentality because um, that really I guess something that I really I mean it really motivates me to be amongst motivated people if that makes sense um, and I think that's that's a good dynamic or dynamic to have in your workouts and yeah yeah it, it always so, helps to have same minded people um, uh, across you they will continuously motivate you and especially they will help you where, when you are doing something wrong or when you need help they'll be there for you so it is always helpful when you are surrounded with same minded people yeah exactly even though i do by far the majority of my training sessions i do them on my own i do find that to be a motivating factor to be with somebody else i think a good mix of solo workouts and being with a team is ideal at least for me and mm-hmm. it's always been something i strive to do a lot in basically my whole career that i try and train with different teams and and work with different coaches and and specialists and whatever field that might be mm-hmm. that's why I, I like traveling a lot because every time i i learn something new and i i realize what works for me and what doesn't work for me so it's it's really a bit of the mentality of you you never lose you just learn kind of true 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 uh life is all about learning we have to keep learning we can't stop so mm-hmm. if i'm not wrong uh you train skaters online right victor yeah come again uh uh if i'm not wrong uh you train skaters online right yeah exactly um, it actually started with this little program I created called um, 12 weeks to um, to prepare for a marathon on inlines and mm-hmm. after this was just a template it was by no means individualized but I made it in a way so everybody regardless of level age fitness and so on mm-hmm. everybody could benefit to some extent and I just realized how popular that became and how many downloads and signups it had in, in very little time i realized that it was really neat for this in this sport and because the sport is not as big as cycling or running where you get 
like there's you can find millions of online programs um i realized that we still need that and then because skating is so technical and i enjoyed it i i launched myself as as an online coach and it was really fun it's it's a new challenge every time most of the people people i work with are not at all pro pro athletes and they're not skating full-time so there's always new challenges like how to make this schedule fit your schedule and what if you have kids what if you have a a full-time job and or injuries or so on so it's, it's always something new and it helps me to learn as a skater also to think like a coach sometimes yeah uh, i would like to know uh about how it works you know because we know traditional methods when we correct the skater in front of us so how does the process work online well it's basically the same i try and make it as one to one as you can uh even though i'm most of the time on the other side of the globe um so basically i i look at videos of all my skaters i i talk to them of course to figure out what they need because uh, you can't just make a program that fits everybody so I listen to their background stories we always start out with a video chat just so I can get I'm working with what would they need to start from I need to know how fast they are and and what they want to be good at some people want to train for marathons other people want to train for for sprints um, and it's very different so once we figure that out, I come up with a draft for a training plan and we go through that together, we change a few things and then I only make programs for three or four weeks at the time because then we would have to adjust. Usually I'm surprised how fast the skaters improve when they get some <laughs> some more individualized uh, training plans and then we have to adapt so they all of a sudden can skate longer and faster and then prioritize high is video analysis so they get a chance to film themselves whether it's dry land or inline skating or other technical exercises i always ask them to send me videos and i point out some some technical mistakes technical cues that they they really done for the next training mm-hmm. that's that they do so if i see somebody that doesn't that doesn't get we never push it i will design some special exercises and, and special protocols in order for them to fix that and to really practice the movement patterns okay okay so uh, videos must be helping you in doing technical analysis so what are the factors that help keep the record of how you monitor of skaters what uh uh i am asking about the factors that help you to keep the record of performance of a skater and how you monitor the growth of the skater oh signal so bad um how i monitor yeah because when you are training the improvement is much right uh, you are saying the uh, skater is improving he is getting faster he is getting stronger so what are the factors oh, yeah. that help to keep the record no he has improved from this to this stage so what are the factors that you take into account to measure the improvement of the skating measure the growth of the skating oh that would be really aesthetical uh, of how i see that they're 
play more stable when they do dry land exercises. They don't, they're not as wobbly or have the knees. They're in a correct position. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are fairly easy. That's a measure. B, like their fitness. You can do bike tests or running tests where um, you can measure thresholds, you can measure the different training zones. Um, and then ultimately, uh, in skating, it comes down to speed. So I would I would make them record their lap times. Flying laps is a really good tool of measurement to see how speed is improving. And okay. then I wouldn't always put them for longer sessions. I wouldn't make them do a marathon uh, all out. But instead, I would maybe make them do longer skates and then see how heart rate and intensity corresponds to the pace. So it's a lot of fatigue to just tell them, try and see how fast you can skate a marathon. Instead, I would say, just see how how fast you're skating with a heart rate of 140. So instead of just pushing them to the limit too often, uh, Mm -hmm. it's a really good estimate of see how much speed and how efficient you are. Yeah, that that, uh, signifies the importance of a good coach, right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, data out of them and We have seen a lot of new videos Do you think betterment of engineering public equipment has I didn't get that last question. Uh, I was seeing that the in betterment in engineering of equipments like our frames shoes wheels has helped the uh, help to improve performance of a skater in past few years so as we compare the equipments that are available now and the equipments that were available past few years back 5 to 10 years back so do you think the improvement in uh, equipments have helped uh, ah. skaters to improve the performance ah, that's an interesting topic uh, i mean yeah. if you look at the stats performance has improved and I believe that uh, the change is a big role for this. Um, funny yes, I just uh, published a video on my YouTube channel where I compare three times 125 plus 4 times 110 and I came to the conclusion the uh, three times 125 and same goes for everything like more aerodynamic suits and just better bearings etc. Um, so performance has improved I'm not sure if it has improved the sport uh, same way I think it's super cool that we can go faster we can beat the speed records um, etc I do also think in some ways it's a little sad that the faster we go the harder it is to make a difference in speed so it becomes harder to pass and the sport is just a little different um, in some ways it's a little more predictable which I find to be a little sad um, Mm-hmm. So performance has improved, but whether it has improved the sport itself, um, to be argued, I would say. <laughs> Actually, uh, the sport is all about uh, good timings, right? Even a, a hundredth of a second can change the whole result of a race. We have seen a lot of examples are in front of our eyes when a distance of how mo- less than a half centimeter has changed the result of the race. So, yeah, be, being 1% uh, better than you were on your previous equipment is a terrible thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, small details can 
make a massive difference in terms of results. So yeah, like Dude. most elite sports, I would really think that it comes down to details and and everybody that is serious about skating would always chase those marginal gains. Okay. Uh, so Victor, uh, here we have some silly questions for you. That yeah, maybe <laughs> that maybe people would like to Google about you. So, <laughs> okay, that's exciting. So let's start with them. So, what is your real name, Victor? My real name? Yeah. My real name is Victor Halthor. Okay. So those who whoever wants to know it, here is your answer. So how yeah. old are you, Victor? I am uh, as of right now. I'm 26 years old. Or 26 yeah. years young. That depends how you look at it. <laughs> And your date of birth? My what? D- date of birth. It's uh, August 14th, 94. Okay, those who want to wish him on his birthday. So here uh, is. So <laughs> how how tall are you? I am 191 centimeters tall. So pretty tall. <laughs> yeah. So do you think the height? Uh, Gives you some advantage in in this sport. Uh, for inline skating, I don't think so. I think there is some advantages, but mm-hmm. I think there is about an equal amount of disadvantages. I yeah. think longer legs is obviously going to give you a longer stroke, so you can take mm-hmm. longer steps with more power. Um, but I also think there's some some bad things about being tall. It's way harder to move around and. And a yeah. peloton in a skating pack, you're not as agile. And the higher you get your center of gravity off the ground, the less stable you're going to be. Um, so to I don't think it's, it's an advantage for, for inline skating to go as low as possible, and that's a plus factor when you are a bit short. Yeah, exactly. You're simply a little more balanced. <laughs> um, yeah, I do think for ice skating though that it's not a bad thing to be tall. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because most of the time that's a time trial sport, whereas inline skating, it's just a physical sport, and you're very often right next to another skater. So, Great. yeah, it's pretty crowded. So, uh, what are your hobbies other than skating? How you spend your time? How you, how you like to spend your time? <laughs> well, I spend my time skating. Uh, sometimes when I don't <laughs> skate, um, I like to bake. I bake my mm-hmm. own bread a lot. I have a really good sourdough that I care about, so I like to bake my rye bread. And nice. then I like to invest. I I read a lot about stock markets and and like to invest in different things. And that night you have to look at financial things also. Yeah, exactly. You learn to manage your finances as well. Yeah, and I think it's a really nice way to also um, indirectly be mm-hmm. like stay on top of what's happening in the world like politics and, yeah. and different things like that yeah we, and, we must um, be aware of our surroundings that's basically yeah exactly just to stay aware um yeah. and then i'm i'm a big fan of of nutrition health and nutrition i i try and cook a lot as much as i get the chance to and and when i'm in new countries i try and go out and, and taste the the local specialties so that's that's yeah, another we have thing. seen your videos on diet as well Yeah, I yeah. think it was it was of recovery diet. I, I have seen that one. And so uh, before moving, uh, I would like to ask one question regarding diet. So, what yeah. would you say about importance of diet in life of athlete? 
Um, probably say the most important thing is that you get the correct macronutrients at the correct time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that people sometimes make the mistake of putting different nutrients in boxes like this is healthy this is unhealthy and i really believe it's all a matter of timing um if you're out for a super long training session the most mm-hmm. healthy thing you can get is is sugar <laughs> pure sugar because you can use it better but if it's a rest day and, and you just eat raw sugar you're not going to be full and you're not going to recover well so everything is healthy at the right time and um, right. yeah that's, that's probably the one thing I care the most about. And then getting the correct amount of, of carbohydrates, protein, fats, and uh, and fibers. Okay. So, which is your favorite track? Track where you like to spend most of your time or track where you are most comfortable? Oh, I gotta say, I'll be very biased, but that is the track in my hometown, Slegelsa. Mm-hmm. where I grew up and having skated the first four or five years of my inline career on a really terrible parking lot um, we got this track and I've enjoyed having it ever since it's a 200 meter parabolic track uh, very much like Valence Dachon in France or Herde in, uh, in the Netherlands so that's the one track I, I like the most but I mean I enjoy trying different tracks out. My favorite road track is is the one in Italy, San Benedetto mm-hmm. del Tronto. Um, so it's yeah, that that's that's cool. So, uh, will you please tell me about best coach you have ever met, and what do you like most about him or her? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, I think I've had like three or four coaches that have really influenced me uh, and that mm-hmm. taught me something that I still keep with me. Uh, so different aspects of being a professional athlete. I would say the one coach that influenced me the most was my first coach, uh, Jens Nurmark. He he didn't teach me a lot about skating specifically, but more about the importance of being a serious athlete. Uh, I think when, I, when he started coaching me at age 10, I was like an unserious kid that was skating for fun. Uh, not that skating shouldn't be fun, but I wasn't aware of, of how far I could make it if I took this uh, mm-hmm. seriously. And he really taught me a lot of mental things that I still keep with me today. And then after the national coach, Jesper Carlson, he's really been a good friend and a mentor since I was 15. So for the last 11 years, he's been, he's been there guiding me and giving me advice. And then I had three different coaches, I think, that all taught me different stuff um lately i trained and lived in the united states for two years where mitch whitmore uh actually a sprinter he taught me a lot of stuff and he really made me realize that technique is crucial in skating i've always known it's important but i think for me i i often switch my mind off and just skate it where now i realize that it's important to switch your mind on when you're skating and really it's not a matter of finishing workouts or pushing as hard as you can it's really being smart like not focusing on doing it but focusing on doing the best you can right right. so you have we have discussed a lot of about techniques in skating so just one question uh 
how would you describe importance of technique in skating uh it's crucial um especially because well because of two reasons of skating is a technical sport so you need to be good at it but um technique should have a massive role in your training program because technique is is a full career investment basically like you can get in bad shape and you'll be bad but if you have good technique mm-hmm. it's going to stick with you kind of forever so it's a really good investment in your own performance and i mean there's a reason that if you look at the best cyclists chris froome or if you look at the strongest people out there i don't know mm-hmm. arnold schwarzenegger there's a reason they would be terrible at inline skating because you really need to be good at skating and in the end it's not that difficult if you have the mentality if you're willing to put in work almost anybody could be in really good shape um but learning to skate properly is very difficult that's are so important is even if you have achieved a lot in other sport but it will be difficult for you if you don't know the techniques to exactly. be a good skater right right that that and was a good i think uh, even if if i should correct myself in a way um if i could do something or change something in my own skating career or in the way i i grew up as a skater it would be that in my first years of skating i was already way too focused on my fitness and i did mm-hmm. incredibly long training sessions where mm-hmm. i had no technical focus so if i could go back in time i would switch out some of those heart and long workouts and just have more fun and and skate better like really focus on the technique because when you're 10 years old it's super easy to change how you skate uh, and then you can always get fit later on true true so uh talking about techniques would you like to mention few things that you want to uh, that will uh, demonstrate a perfect uh, uh technique in a skater like we talk about Uh, going low having a good posture uh good bending a uh, good flow of arms and going uh, doing a good push so something like that would you like to mention oh yeah um i think it's still very individual like mm-hmm. what works for one skater would not necessarily work for another skater which is also why if you look at the best skaters in the world mm-hmm. they're by no means identical like you see different body types uh, you also see different technical uh ways of skating but i do think some things that goes for almost every good skater is that they need to be relaxed in their technique and now we talk about cool things like the double push that's a really sexy word that everybody strives to <laughs> to figure that out how might, to do that most searched uh, word on youtube as per my uh uh opinion because i think yeah <laughs> most views that uh, the creators are getting uh, are on that uh, particular topic only I, i can see the if normal videos are had performed around 100% so this will be around 500 to 1000 times better than the other videos so it yeah. is a oh, community yeah yeah well the the truth about double push is that double push is really simple so it's not a matter of understanding double push it's more a matter of being able to do it and a lot of people think that they need to like practice double push uh but it's more a matter of being strong comfortable agile um having the necessary level of balance and mobility 
in order to perform a double push. So the way I coach my skaters is not give them different exercises like try and do this, try and do that. I really make them strong enough and and really teach them just to be comfortable enough on skates that if I ask them to do double push, it'll be pretty easy. Um, so it's more a matter of being so comfortable on skates that you can just do a double push. And that was the one thing I was going to say, that if you look at all good skaters that do a good double push, one mm-hmm. thing, even though they skate so differently, one thing they all have in common is that they all look pretty relaxed on their skates. So the more relaxed you are, the less tense you are, the less you are limiting yourself from pushing into the ground and really getting enough, the most out of your power. And when you get to that point where you feel like you're in control of your skates, it's really easy to steer and put your skates and your power where you want it to be. And then double pushes is, is a warp in the park. Right. True. Double, uh, it, it takes time to get comfortable with your technique, right? Uh, and once you get, uh, there is no coming back. You keep improving and if you keep growing after that. Yeah, exactly. You would probably need, yeah, five, ten years of, of skating before you're, you're there. Mm-hmm. And it's also the reason why in a sport like skating where coordination is such a massive factor, um, you just got to start young. Um, you can so do anything. We train our mind at every step when we are in this journey. So that the mind gets comfortable, it, it is coordinating well, it is not wasting its energy on the basic things and you can more uh, at, be at more attentive in your races when it, uh, the time comes. Otherwise, yeah, you exactly. will be more concerned about maintaining your balance, how fast you are going, how your power is utilized, rather than how others are performing, what we have to do next. So you will be less attentive in the race if if you we don't train our mind that way yes spot on like everything has to at some point just be autonomous like automatic and every time one little thing in skating becomes automatic to you and you don't have to think about it anymore you can start focusing on a new thing and then at some point you you just i mean you're good enough to skate without really having to focus on all those things uh, that's the basic, uh, I'll think, reason behind training uh, regularly. That that it makes you friendly with the basic things, so you can keep learning new topics. And that's what the coaches mainly focuses. They go step uh, step by step. After yeah, doing definitely. this, we will move there. We will keep growing, keep making the skater better. That's yeah. all about the plans. Uh, so we were now talking about your videos. So how did you land it into making YouTube videos? How I started? Yeah. Um, I actually don't know. I thought it was just a. Uh, it's a good question. I think it was to attract sponsors in the beginning when I was new to ice skating. Uh, like as Den- Denmark doesn't have an ice skating rink or ice skating facilities. So in 2013, 14, I, um, I mean, I had to to find somebody that would want to pay for me to train and pay for me to prepare for the Olympics. And in the beginning, because I was not famous in Denmark, I was not famous in skating yet, it was pretty hard. And I made this a few YouTube videos where I explained, like, I'm an inline skater and I want to be good on ice skates, but I need help. And I just figured a, a smart way to post it would be in YouTube. It was one of the few platforms at the time. Instagram wasn't really invented and Facebook um, was maybe not the best means for a video. 
and then since then i just i made a few videos just for the fun of it sharing a few different exercises that i i came across when traveling to different countries and and now i really think it's it's useful and i mean i realize it has a reach of more than one million people every month um and then it's it's just a really nice way where if i did coaching if and i actually don't, don't have uh, resources around them they can actually learn from those videos right it is helpful for them yeah exactly it's like i was about to say it's really if i went out and made a training camp i could maybe invite 40 or 50 people and help them get better but with the youtube channel i can help millions of people every every month get better at skating all around the globe all they need is a, a wifi connection and yeah and i can share knowledge and that is the basic thing and that is available all over the globe i think and internet had no uh, make the global village actually it's a small yeah. place you can yeah, meet and you can right. talk just the way we are having this podcast now same yeah. thing <laughs> that's a good example yeah so uh what advice would you like to give to emerging skaters those those are learning skating now those want to play those who are what advice would you give them oh i am um, it's funny because i receive a lot of messages from parents that are very ambitious on behalf of their kids they're like how should my kid train and how many times a week should they do this and that mm-hmm. and i really think the most important in the beginning is just to have fun like enjoy skating cuz that usually leads to better performance and i mean no matter how good you are when you're 12 or 14 or even 16 your important years if you really want to pursue professional skating or elite skating is going to be when you're an adult a senior skater um so just enjoy it enjoy the process and and if you like something it is never going to be hard it might hurt your muscles <laughs> and be difficult to breathe but it's only really hard when you don't like it yeah once you start enjoying the sport uh, i think the growth uh, will automatically there and you don't have to work much on the growth factor if you are comfortable you are enjoying the sport it's automatically right the growth is is you are doing performing better and joy so there will be degraded degraded growth of the uh, skater right exactly of course when you reach a certain age um you would need this is why i became a a coach because i know that people need when they reach a certain age or certain level they need a structured training plan but again the whole core of everything should be that you enjoy what you're doing Right. Uh, that's good. That's cool. Uh, it will help. Uh, I think it will help a lot of emerging skaters out there. So, it was a uh, nice having this session with you. Thank you, Victor, for your time. Uh, no, it's thank you. Great, it's been a great session. Uh, we would like to invite you again to our show. Yeah, uh, I look forward to that. Thank you for being here. Here ends our today's episode. We hope it was helpful for you and you learned something new today. In coming days we will be uploading new episodes so stay tuned.